Hallelujah. I do appreciate the Spirit of the Lord, and I, I think the, one of the first thoughts that crossed through my mind whenever uh, the singing was going forth, I was standing back here, and I thought, you know, I, I just feel right at home. I feel right at home. I, uh, I feel a spirit of liberty, and, you know, you walk into churches sometimes, and, and uh, you know, not to say that I'm not nervous, because uh, I am, but you walk into some places, and you're just scared plumb to death. To step behind that pulpit because you feel no liberty. You feel no connection. And uh, I, uh, I feel that in uh, the Holy Ghost. And I appreciate that. Let's me know that somebody's been preaching around here. Amen. Let's me know somebody's been saying some good things about God. Hallelujah. Anybody interested in God helping us moving forward in the Holy Ghost? I don't know about you, but I drove... I drove a little ways to get to the house of God, and I've got my mind made up. Amen. Maybe, maybe, maybe you just come to the house of God, and, and you just come just for another service, but I don't know about you. Amen. I've come to see God work. i come to see God move. Amen. We can come, and we can just pat our hands a little bit, or we can make up our mind. We come to get blessed. We come to get the move of God. I come to meet God, and God to meet my need. Hallelujah. Can you give him a good hand clap of praise? Can you give him some love? Hallelujah. Give him a shout of victory right now. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody make the devil nervous. Amen. Make the devil nervous right now with your praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Ain't no telling what's going to happen tonight. Amen. Somebody say, well, I've been fixing to be on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Well, you need to just to flip it around and give the devil a nervous breakdown with your praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what would really scare the devil to death tonight? For some of you to get out of your pews in the middle of the hell you've been living in. The things that the devil's been doing around your house and begin to praise him for what he is. I'm going to tell you, I don't care what the devil's been saying. I don't care what the devil's been doing. You are... <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Look at your neighbor and smile real big. Amen, amen. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Some of y'all may not know how to take Brother Moore tonight. <laughs> I may not know how to take you, praise God. Amen. But i uh, been on the field for about eight years, uh, full-time evangelist. Uh, over the last year, we've just changed a few things around. And uh, we've got a house now behind the church at Racine. And uh, I really feel like, I really feel this, that uh, I sit under one of the, uh, the most anointed, wonderful men that God has ever given the church. And Brother Emerson is just a very balanced and wonderful man. He's not here to hear this, but I say that. I say this everywhere that I go. I love my pastor and pastor's wife very, very much. Amen. And uh, you are to feel the same way about your man of God and his wife. You are to feel the same way. And I have come on purpose, I feel, from the king. I, uh, I felt a burden, and I was troubled. And I'm just going to be honest, before we've ever stepped foot in this church, I've never been here. 
but uh, I've been praying about this for a couple of months, and uh, the Lord has just laid this pastor and his immediate family. I don't even know his immediate family. don't even know uh, his children. I don't know anything about that, but the Lord laid something on my heart one night, and uh, I have been moved and troubled, and the Lord has dealt with me time and time and time and time again. Amen. I'm going to say this. I'm going to get this off my chest because I made up my mind. I thought, God, if you let me know that you want me to say something, I will, and I'll go ahead and preach. We'll preach here in just a minute. But I want to say, Elder, I don't know the immediate family. I don't have to see any hands. I know your wife. But other than that, I want to say, the Lord, the Lord knows how to talk to his people. God still cares about you and I. Man. Don't you ever let the devil tell you and make you feel like you're all alone and nobody knows and nobody cares. Man, the Lord laid a burden on my heart and told me that the spirit of the devil, the devil has launched an attack, a spiritual warfare. And I will not say everything, but I will say this, that the enemy has launched an attack. And we could say this at any church, but I'm going to tell you, I believe there's a specific spirit that has warred and fought Amen. On purpose against this man and against his immediate family. And uh, I don't know anything save what the God of heaven has dealt with me. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I asked the Lord to bless you. And I'm praying that God would move. Whatever the situation is, I don't know completely. But I'm going to tell you, I feel like God cares. Elder, God cares. God cares about you. God cares about this church in Olathe, Kansas. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to continue to pray. And, uh, you know, there's lots of churches around the country that uh, a preacher can call and a preacher can go. And that's not what this is about. But uh, I'm privileged to be able to be invited to come to the house of the Lord tonight. If you would, <clears throat> turn with me. Stand to your feet. Everybody that will. Amen. Turn with me to the book of uh, Acts chapter number. 20 for the reading of the word of the Lord Acts chapter number 20 for the reading of the word of the Lord tonight I do appreciate everybody that's here but I ask uh, for everybody's help tonight I ask for everybody's help you don't know me and I don't know you so we're just going to go on a journey will you let me just preach a good old-fashioned apostolic message tonight will you really let me tonight just right down where we're living will, will you not get offended if I if I preach and Hit something about you. Amen. Let me see the show of hands of those that say, I won't get offended. Amen. I, I want you to tell me the truth. I want to preach. I, I just want you to preach to me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that you mean that tonight. Acts chapter number 20. Very, very familiar text. Uh, starting verse number 7. If you're there, say amen. Upon the first day of the week. When the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow. Continued his speech until midnight, and there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus. Being fallen into a deep sleep as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. I want to draw your attention to this setting of scripture that the Bible clearly states that he died. That he died. 
And Paul went down and fell on him, embracing him, said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he therefore come up again, he had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even to the break of day. So he departed, and they brought the young man alive, and were not a little comforted. If you'll help me preach for a short period of your time tonight, I want to preach to you under this thought. The sleep, the sleep of death. The sleep of death. Will you put your Bibles in your pews, close both eyes and lift up both hands if you can tonight. Will you pray for this preacher, pray for this message. Lord of heaven, we need your strength, we need your touch. God, I'm praying for a supernatural move of the Holy Ghost to convict and to move. God, we just need an old-fashioned moving of your spirit. God, to shake us, to move us, to change us. God of heaven, I pray that I believe that we've sat on pews too long. Lord, without a changing of heart, God, I pray, God, that your anointing would be so rich and so powerful in this place that not one individual, not one individual will be able to walk out of this house without your spirit move them. God, I pray, Lord, shake them out of the pews and into the altars. God, let your anointing do the work. God, I cannot do it. I'm not here to sermonize. Lord, you know, God, it's up to you. God, I pray in Jesus' name. Everybody give him a good hand clap before praise do it from your heart amen amen praise God praise God you may be seated in the fear of the Lord but not on the spirit of God praise God amen I appreciate this church very very much never been here amen but uh, here we go praise God we are living in a culture we are living in a society I'm gonna tell you I don't believe that it's just uh, rocket scientists to look around and it to be obvious that the society and the generation that we're living in the uh, the culture that uh, we're under seems as though that uh, it's not that people don't want God and I I don't want to uh, come across any anybody's theory tonight but I truly believe nobody wants to go to hell nobody really wants to go to hell no 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 amen it's not that people don't want God but it's simply this that they don't want to do what it takes to get to heaven amen I'm going to tell you friend uh, we are living in a culture and in a time I believe we're living in a setting of time like as such has never been before we're living in a time where people are learning how to live for God in a certain fashion. I believe that we're dealing with a time that uh, the, the Eutychus mentality. Somebody say, what's a Eutychus mentality? The Eutychus spirit that we're battling in our churches and in the world today. And uh, I'm going to get into that, what, uh, what the Eutychus mentality really is. I'm going to tell you, friend, the Bible clearly states that uh, uh, we, we need to live separate. We need to live holy. We need to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. The Bible also says, touch not, taste not, and handle not the unclean thing, and he would receive us. I want to tell you, friend, we need to be separated from the world. We need not to hang our head when we go to the mall. 
all. We need not to hang our head when we go to Walmart. I'm going to tell you the time that we're living in, young ladies, that you walk down through the mall and they've got green hair and pink hair and earrings in their eyebrows or nose or tongue everywhere. They can, they can put them in there looking at you like how crazy you are. And, and I don't know about anybody else, but I'm looking at them thinking how crazy they are. You know, the time that we're living in when right has become wrong and wrong has become right. You know, the church world today, we, they look at us like we're all wrong and we're crazy. But, you know, I got something to tell the devil. I am crazy. Amen. I'm crazy for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Amen. I'm crazy for God. I love the Lord, but you know, we're here today for a purpose. We're here today that the Bible said, Jesus said unto them in Luke 9 and 60, the Bible said, let the dead bury the dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go and bid farewell, which are at my house. And, and Jesus turned and said to him, I'm going to tell you, listen to this tonight. The Bible said, as Jesus looked him in the eye, he says this statement, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. We are living in a time, and I'm just going to get right to uh, point uh, point eight tonight that uh, we're living in a society where people they want God but they want they want the world at the same time amen they, they, they want to be blessed but they they also want to live the lifestyle of the world I'm going to tell you friend you cannot have God and have the devil at the same time you cannot have the world and have Jesus at the same time it just does not work friend amen somebody say well I live for God and my kids are in church and, and we all love God but I'm going to tell you there's also a dilemma that we need to deal with and, and the Bible said this in Acts chapter number 26 you can be seated verse number 16 says Jesus said the words but arise stand upon thy feet for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose anybody ever wondered why in the world God instituted a preacher to get up uh, at a pulpit and get all red in the face spitting on everybody preaching it uh, to the world it's foolishness but have me all know but 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 uh, unto us that are saved it's the power of God unto salvation <laughs> to the world <laughs> Amen to the world. It's crazy to see a preacher get, amen, get all wound up and preaching to the church and thinking he, you know, well, I wonder what's wrong with him. I'm going to tell you, friend, he's trying to, he's trying to get somebody saved and get somebody to realize there is a little burning hell. Amen. As sure as there, there is a God, there is a devil. And the Bible said, this is for this purpose. I've called you for this purpose. Watch this. He said, to make thee a minister and a witness of these things which thou hast seen and the things which I have appeared unto thee. Verse number 18 says, to open their eyes, meaning people, to open the lost people's eyes, to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. Church family, I submit unto you, ladies and gentlemen, I submit unto you that it is the devil's business to get you, to, to literally convince you that you can have God and have the world at the same time. Amen. You can, I'm going to tell you, friend, you cannot have camel cigarettes and have Jesus Christ at the same time. It just does not work. Can somebody shout amen? 
You cannot have unmodest apparel and have God at the same time. Amen. Simply, simply, we need to be separate from the world and realize that we've got to come out from among them. But we've got a dilemma today. We've got a dilemma today. The dilemma is that Eutychus was in the upper chamber. There was many lights. It, it lets me know that he had to been in probably in a large, a large area where the apostle Paul was preaching. One of the most anointed preachers that ever walked in shoe leather. Amen. One of the most anointed men. He was up there preaching, and the Bible said that Eutychus sat on a window. Question number one: What in the world was Eutychus doing on the window to begin with? Amen. What in the world? Why wasn't he sitting on a bench or a pew or in the floor somewhere? But he was sitting on a windowsill. Now, I've got to do this so you'll know where I'm going. Amen. A window. Definition you can look up in Webster's Dictionary to find out what a window is. Most of us all know what a window is. But this is what it says. It says a port or a focal point in which you look through. It is a source of illumination. If someone is on the outside of the building looking through the port or the focal point, what does he see? Hello? The inside. What if he's not on the outside looking in? What if he's on the inside looking out through the port, through the focal point? What does he see now? He sees the outside or the world. But we've got a dilemma today. We've got a dilemma today that Eutychus was in that I believe the church is suffering from that people are learning how to live for God sitting on the window. Amen. People are learning how to live for God sitting in the in-between. Amen. You see, when Eutychus sat on the window, not only could he hear the preaching and feel the blessing, but he could also hear the world and see the world. Friend, somewhere you've got to make up your mind I'm living for, there is no 50-50 to living for God we've got too much half in and half out Christians we've got too many people coming into church and they want to they shout and run the aisles but then they want to live like they want to live Somebody ought to say, say, my God, help me right now, Lord. Amen. Help me to get out of the window. Help me to get out of the, out of the middle. I'm going to tell you, amen, the devil would like to come in. He'd like to ball bat every one of us. He'd like to tell the preacher, well, you might as well throw up your hands, go somewhere else, quit. You don't do this. I'm going to tell you, friend, the devil is a liar. I believe that there's still people that want to live for God that's ready to throw aside the world and say, I don't want nothing to do with the world. That's why you're here. My wife gave me a phone call and I got so excited. They say, goosebumps run up and down my legs. Man, she was talking to me on the phone and she said, you'll never guess. I got one of the awesome, awesome messages to tell you. I said, what is it? She says, you remember there was a lady from a church, from the Assembly God Church, where we, I wasn't raised in church, by the way. 21 years old until I, I came into church and got the Holy Ghost. But I got started in Assembly God Church. There was a woman there, about a couple of years older than me, and a man that got married, and, and they were friends of ours. And, and we converted out of the church there and into uh, the apostolic church, into truth. We received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and, and uh, uh, we were baptized in 
Jesus name and we converted so we didn't see them for years and years and years and she said I just got a message from this woman she had talked with my wife and saw my wife and she saw some pictures on Facebook my wife had been placing some pictures of the kids and herself and me and, and different things and, and talking about the church and different seven. And this woman contacted my wife and she began to ask her uh, questions of uh, why do you do this and why do you do that? And, and uh, she asked my wife about a year ago, she said, do you have, does your husband or you have any kind of literature on some of these things that you, uh, you do and you believe in? And uh, of course we did. And, and uh, I sent it through the mail. We hadn't heard anything. And my wife said, I just got a post from this woman that says, look, she said, I feel like that you're an inspiration, that, that, that this is what a godly woman should look like. And she had never been to an apostolic church. Amen. She said, she said, I want this for my family. She said, I want this for me. She said, this is what I want. She said, I feel like you are real. She said, every time I've been around you, she said, it's real. She said, I, I'm tired of the world. I'm tired of, of the worldly church. Friend, there's people out there that are sick and tired of the worldly church. Amen. They are ready for something that is real. Something they can feel. Hallelujah. And uh, my wife said, I, I'm going to invite her to church and we're going to get with her. And the pastor called, called him and he said, man, I'll give you gas money. You, you just go get a man. I'm going to tell you, friend, there's still people out there that want this truth. There's still people out there that wants let go of the world and get a hold of God. But we've got a dilemma today. The dilemma today is people... Seriously, people today get it in their spirit from the enemy wants to get wants to convince you that you can hold on to God and hold on to the world at the same time. I'm fixing I'm fixing to go a little different direction here in just a moment. Somebody say, Well, I've been in the church and we live right and we follow all the standards and all this and, and all that, and that's good. That's good. The Bible says this in Mark or Matthew's gospel, chapter number six and verse number ten. The Bible says something like this. He said, No man can serve two masters. You're either going to love one and you'll hate the other. Friend, there is no way that you can have God and have an evil spirit. There is no way that you can have God amen, and have the world at the same time. You cannot have drugs. You cannot have alcohol. You cannot have these things and hold on to God. Friend, you've got to learn how to let go and let God be God and God change you. I know that this might seem shallow to somebody, but you just buckle up. Just, just, just hang with me. Somebody hold on to me right here. Amen. Here we go. The Bible said this. The psalmist David wrote these words in Psalms 13. Watch this. I want everybody to see this. If you've got a Bible, mark it, highlight it, go home and read it. Amen. But watch this. He says, How long wilt thou forget me? O Lord, forever? How long? Will thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long? Anybody get in the picture here? 
David cannot feel God in the state that he's in right here. David is in a dilemma that he said, God, I am troubled in my spirit. I come before you, but I can't feel you. Amen. I'm going to tell you, it's a dangerous thing to come to the presence of God and to walk away and not feel nothing. Amen. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God, and lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Now, I, I want you to see this today. David is in a situation he cannot find God. Everybody see that? How long am I going to look? How long are you going to withdraw? How long are you going to forget about me, God? It was like David was saying, I'm going to church. I'm going to the house of God. I'm, I'm praying, but I can't feel nothing. Have you ever been in a state where you prayed and you couldn't feel God? I'm going to tell you, it is a horrible, horrible feeling. Hey, man, it is a feeling. Friend, I went to the pulpit and did not feel nothing. I'm telling you, it, it, it's a feeling of helpless and hopelessness. I don't never want to feel that. Amen. But there's times that we go through that. But David was not simply just talking about uh, a time in his life that he just couldn't feel God one day. But David was going through a time in his life that he could not feel God and he could not find God. And no matter what he did and what he prayed, he could not get the Spirit of God to move upon him. And he began to make the statement, wake me up. Wake me up, God. I'm going to tell you, I don't believe that David was saying, God, I'm scared to death. I've got sleep apnea. I'm going to go home and go to bed and not wake up. I don't believe that he was having nightmares and he was scared of going home and going to bed. Amen. But you know what? It was, it was a spiritual sense that David was crying out. He said, God, I feel like I'm falling asleep spiritually. I'm going to tell you, friend, I come to, I come to present this to you tonight. Amen. That, that, that we're living in a time where I simply believe that we are in a generation where it's grown so easy to come into the anointed house of God under the greatest preaching ever sent and we become lackadaisical and we lose our feeling and we become numb to the move. Are you hearing me? You become numb to the moving of the Spirit of God. Amen. Anybody ever went to sleep and woke up in the middle of the night and you had a pain or so, and you and you wheeled that limb to reach that that certain area, but something happened. You woke up and that limb you wheeled it to move. It functioned, but it didn't function the right direction. It was numb. You couldn't feel. We're living in a time where people simply in the house of God you're functioning sir you hear me I'm on business from the king tonight you're functioning but are you functioning the right direction you're moving but are you moving the right direction Are you, uh, you might be feeling something but are you feeling the right thing you're hearing a voice but are you hearing the I'm fixing to come on. Amen. I don't tell you this is serious tonight. Amen. That we're living in a time where people are moving, but they are not moving the right direction. Why? Because they've learned how to live a numb, a numb lifestyle with God. You know what the word numb, I wrote this down. I wrote in the bottom of my Bible. Numb means lack of feeling. Devoid. 
of sensation of feeling. Asleep. Dead. This word right here, watch this. Insensitive. I have never seen a time where men and women can sit so unconcerned and so insensitive to the Spirit of God where nothing seems to move them. When the pastor go home and his wife has to look him in the eye and say, Honey, you're beating yourself up. You, 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 need to, you, you, you just need to lighten the load here. You, you're just beating yourself down. I'm going to tell you, I just can't reach them. I just don't know what it's going to take. We won't revive. We need help. We need God to move this spirit out of this. I'm going to tell you, he married somewhere. You got to learn. You got to get out of that state of living in the windowsill. Amen. I got to feel God. I don't know about anybody else, but I got to feel God. When I come to the house of God, you got to get in your mind. I got to feel something when I come. I got to feel the anointing. We're living in a time whether you feel God or not, you can come in and go out and come and some folks don't even bother them. If God, I'm looking at some folks' eyes. I can tell you in the Holy Ghost something's wrong. Amen. I can tell you right now something wrong. Amen. Why? Because you're learning how to grow so insensitive that nothing moves you anymore. Nothing touches you anymore. Amen. Somebody say, well, I, I live for God and I do I pay my tithes and, and I love my pastor. But if you live in the windowsill and you never learn... It ought to bother you to come to the house of God and not feel something. It ought to bother you, honey, to come to the house of God and not feel the anointing, the unction, the function in the Spirit of God. My God, you ought to say, how long am I going to go without you touching me? How long am I going to go? I'm going to tell you, friend, when I pray one day, somebody say, well, you're just a ball baby. Amen, maybe I am. I pray one day, and I don't shed tears. I ask God, God, is there something wrong with me? Two days, I shed no tears in prayer. I say, God, I feel like there's something in my way. God, something's wrong. Three days I almost feel backslid saying, God, whatever it is, show me. I'm going to tell you, there's people sitting right here that I feel you went day after day, weeks, and you prayed, but you haven't felt, and the tears have not come. I'm going to tell you, the devil is trying to rock you into a sleep to where you cannot feel God, and it doesn't bother you anymore. My God, you want to say, God, I can't feel the way I need to feel, and something's wrong. It bother, bother me, bother me. God, shake me up. I got something fixing to happen tonight. If somebody would get in there, how long has it been? Since God shook you down and touched you, and you felt the power of God in your life. We're living in a time where people learn how to come to church and nothing moves, nothing touches, and they go out and it doesn't bother them anymore. You hear me, song leaders? You hear me, church family? You hear me, Sunday school teachers? We're living in a time where the devil's trying to cause the sleep of death. 
the sleep of death. You know what the last word that I found in definition for numb was one word that only came up one time in the Bible. Lukewarm. Anybody know what lukewarm is? In my Bible, it says barely warm or 50-50. I submit to you tonight. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, I believe it's chapter number 3. He said, I would that thou wert hot or cold. But because you're not hot, you're not cold. But you're lukewarm. You're living a middle. You're living a 50-50. Amen. I was, friend, it makes God sick. Amen. He bled and he tied. He went to Calvary and you sit on a pew unmoved, unshaken, and unstirred. My God, what is it going to take for you to say, God, wake me up. Wake me up. Come on. Come on, new convert. Come on, saint. Wake me up. Wake me up. Don't let me go to hell. Don't let me live a 50-50. Are you hot tonight? I'm asking you, young lady, are you red hot for God? Come on, elder. Somebody pray for this preacher right now. Come on, help me pray. The devil wants to stop what, what God's fixing to do tonight. I come to tell you, are you hot? Are you hot? Come on, are you on fire? Amen. Because if you cannot say you're hot for God, then what are you, honey? What are you, brother? Then you're lukewarm. I'm going to tell you, somebody's got to build a fire. Somebody said the devil's been wreaking havoc around here. The devil's been wreaking havoc in my life. Well, if you'd build a fire, I said build a fire. I said build a fire. The devil don't like it hot. Did not the scripture say the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avail it much? We've got too many folks coming in the house of God doing half mass. But know what half mass is? So unconcerned, so unmoved, so unshaken. Friend, whatever happened to the snot hanging down their nose? Amen. And people weeping and wailing, saying, God, forgive me of what I've been doing. Amen. We've got unemotional tearless repentance today and it's still not right it'll never be friend God is looking for a godly sorrow you know young man if you would pray with everything in your spirit say God I need your help and you'd pray so hard and so hot it backed the devil down out of your life Somebody raise your hands and somebody worship him right now. Somebody needs to get out of the window. Somebody needs to get out of the window. Somebody needs to get out of your 50-50. Somebody needs to, oh, somebody help me. God never had and never will have a halfway house. I need your preachers to help me tonight. Come on, preachers' wives, I need your help tonight. 
You know what a halfway house is? Someone that's been incarcerated. They've got rules and regulation. They got curfews. But they they got they got a little bit of leeway. They can come and go there. It's a halfway house. God don't have a halfway house. You know what he's got? He's got an altar of repentance to where you can build. Friend, he looked at Aaron and his sons and said, build a fire and never let it go out. I'm going to tell you, some of you, you look this preacher in the eye and you tell, I'm on business tonight. Let me give you a prophetic picture of what Jesus Christ said the end time church will look like. Anybody know what God said the end time church is going to look like? Be seated. Matthew 25. I believe it was prophetic word from God himself that says this is what the end time church in the last days before his coming is going to look like. That there's going to be five wise and five foolish. But all virgins. A representation of God's true, pure church. Does anybody see the common denominator here? 50, 50, half. Five wise and five foolish. But the Bible said they were all asleep. We're living in such a spiritual lazy hour. I come to ask somebody the question. Have you allowed the devil to rock you to sleep? Have you allowed the devil to steal the fire away from you? To where you can't feel that bubbling and that anointing. And now it goes hard for you to even put your clothes on and come to church. I'm going to tell you, friend, amen, where the world starts looking better and better and better and the church, it just gets hard to do what's, what's right. I'm going to tell you, 50, 50, amen, half in, half out. But the Bible said the cry was made and 50%, amen, which one's going to die and go to hell? Which one? Because in the end time hour, the scripture clearly states that 50%, 50 percent one in the field, one or two in the field, one taking the other left. Two grinding at the meal, one taking the other left. Are you hearing me? Over the sheep and the goats, the wheat and the tares. Are you hearing me, somebody? Which one's gonna die lost? Which one's gonna go to heaven? You gotta make up your mind. God don't want half your love. God is not interested in half your praise. Come on, some of y'all need to throw your hands in the air and say, God, help me right now. Help me right now. You think God pulls you out of the world, out of sin, out of hell, for you to come in and give God half your attendance? Show up to church half the time. And when you do show up, you give God half your praise, half your love, half your... No! Somewhere you got to get in your spirit, man. I'm interested in giving God every bit of my heart. 
Somebody bind the devil right now in Jesus' name. We're in a warfare tonight. We're in a battle tonight. Come on, Holy Ghost saints. We're in a battle right now. Come on, young men. Are you on fire? Are you on fire? Are you letting the devil rock you to sleep? Some of you just looking around, going through the mechanics. Don't you think you're hiding from God? Go ahead and sit on your pew. Go ahead and sit there. When somebody else raises their you raise your hand. When you gonna get it in your spirit? Come on, somebody help me build it. Somebody help me build the fire. Somebody help. The devil don't like this right now. Come on, the devil don't like this right now. But the Bible said he gives it to those that obey him. Are you hearing me? I, I, I come against the society. I come against the culture. I come against the generation that said we can have God and have the world. We can have God in Hollywood. Now, I want all of God. Ecclesiastes 11 and 3 said the clouds are full of rain and they empty themselves upon the earth. I'm coming to tell you there is revival on the way. But there's a stipulation. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north in the place where the tree fall, there it shall be. And Jesus said, Behold, the axe is laid at the root of the tree. I submit to you tonight a question. Which direction did Eutychus fall when he fell asleep? Anybody ever cut a tree down? Come on, man. Have you ever cut a tree down? Throw it. Let me see your hand. You cut it. If there was a tree right out here beside the side of the church, do you just go blundering out there, put the chainsaw to the bottom of that tree and go to cutting? Do you? Do you? Come on. No. What do you got to do? You got to look up to the top of that tree and you got to evaluate that tree to determine the direction that tree is leaning the most. Why? Because you know the direction that tree's leaning the most. Most generally it's going to fall that way. I come to tell some of you tonight. Somebody say, well, I'll get in church one of these days. I'll get on fire one of these days. I'll get, I'll get where I need to be. I'm going to tell you, friend. Hey, man, you live half in and half out. You live, if, if, if. You'll never fall to the inside of the church. You'll always fall to the outside of the church. Why? Because Eutychus had more pulling him out than he had holding him in. There's been a tug at somebody's spirit. There's been a tug. Come on, somebody. It's been pulling. It's been tugging. It's been pulling. Come on. Somewhere you got to shake it loose. Somewhere you got to pray and get out of that window. Get out of that window. Get out of the middle. Get out of the routine. Get out of the right. Say, God. Come on, somebody throw your hands. Stand your feet right now. 
There is a spiritual warfare going on right now. And Acts 1 and 17 said, For he was numbered with us and had obtained the part of, of this ministry. Now this man purchased the field with the reward of iniquity, falling headlong and burst asunder in the midst and his bowels gushed out. Did not the psalmist write in Psalm 73 and 2, my feet were almost gone and my steps had well nigh slipped. That's what happens when you get your eye off of God and you start looking at your problem and you start looking at your dilemma. Oh, come on right now. I feel like there's been some people that the hounds of hell has been beating down your door. And the hounds of hell wants to rock your boat and to cause you to lose your feeling with God. But I come to tell you, God, it's not nothing about me. Because God could use anybody. But somehow, you got to wake up and realize, God, wake me up. I feel like I've been walking. I've been sleepwalking. I'm going to tell you, friend. Hey, man, you know what? You, you, you need to get up out of your pew right now. You need to get out of your pew and run to this altar. Throw your hands in the air and pray like you never prayed saying God you gotta shake me you gotta wake me God I feel like I've grown insensitive come on somebody run so I'm gonna tell you I don't care if your wife or your your husband if they don't want to come pray you need to get out of your pew get out of your pew and come pray God Come on, light a fire. Light a fire. Come on, new converts. I'm asking you, come right up here toward this side. Amen, new convert. Young ladies, come right here. Pray. Come on. Build a fire. Build a fire. Get out of the window. Come on, you need to pray. Come on and back the devil down right now. Down right now. Hey, let the devil hear your voice right now. God, I'm not interested in a 50-50. God, I'm not interested. God, I need your anointing. I need the power of the living God. Right here, brother. Right here. Build a fire. Build a fire. Build a no 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 no. God, let the anointing move. If you gotta stomp your feet, if you gotta beat the floor. Come on, go ahead, sis. Go ahead, sis. Go ahead, sis. Go ahead. I don't care who hears me. I don't care who says, I'm getting out of my window. I'm getting out of my window. Come on, brother, I'm with you. I'm right here. Yeah, God, help me. Help me right now. God, let me get here. I gotta be on fire. I gotta be on fire. 
I'm, I'm going to ask some of you men, some of you women, if it's appropriate, if you can, slip your hand over at a neighbor. Pray with them and bind the hounds of hell. Bind the spiritual giants. There's something waking up in the heart of this church. Come on. God, shake me. God, shake me. God, go ahead, sis. Go ahead. The devil don't like it. From the top of the head to the sole of the foot. God bless your anointing. Yeah. Yeah, God, let it go. Let it go. Come on. Are you on fire? Come on. Shake me, God. Shake me, God. God's not done. I, I, feel, I feel something right now. Come on, God's not done. You know what you need to do? If you need special prayer, they said, I've been fighting the spirit. I've been fighting the devil. I've been fighting something that doesn't want me to live for God. Something that does not want me to be on fire. Will you stand your feet? Run right up here and let me pray for you. Let this good elder pray for you. Come on. I'm not asking everybody, but those of you that are pricked, come on. Holy Ghost filled sisters, I'm asking you right now, put your hands behind them, begin to pray. Wake them up. Wake us up, God. I might not be able to touch everybody, but let God. Come on, right here, sis. Right there, right there, sis. Right, let go, let go. Let none of us Yeah, let it you Have you? Come on, just have a fit in the Holy Ghost. You know, I felt like brother. I felt like God. God wants to help you. Get sick and tired of it. Get sick and tired of it right now. Hey. Oh, let it out. Let it out. No, 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 my side. Hey. I refuse it. I rebuke it. I come again. No, 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 let go. Shake yourself. You come. No, 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 no. A little louder. A little louder. A little louder. Come on. In the name of Jesus. That's it. I come against it. I plead your blood. I plead your blood. I plead your blood. He's under the He's under the 
I'm waiting on the preacher to do it. No, no, no. You've got the ability right now. Come on. In the name above every name. In the name. Come on. Come on in the name. Jesus, right now, I'm asking a supernatural move. By the blood of Calvary. See us? Let go. God wants to feel. God wants to do. He gives it to those that obey Him. I want God more than I want anything else. Come on, if you got the Holy Ghost, operate in it right now. Make it so hot for the devil. Come on, make it so hot. Come on, sis. Make it so hot. Pray, pray, pray. I just, I just felt like God wanted me to pray for you. That's it. Come on. Will you let go? Will you let go? Come on. Come on. Come on. I gotta have God. I gotta have God. I gotta have God. God. You think the devil likes this? Somebody ought to turn the heat up just another notch higher. Somebody ought to put a shout. Somebody ought to begin to shout. Somebody ought to begin to praise him.
Come on, anytime the movement of God begins to happen, I'm going to tell you the devil wants to hinder and stop it. Come on. You know what we need to pray? We need to pray, devil, we bind your hand. We bind the hounds of hell. We, God is a healer. God is a deliverer. Come on, everybody, get your mind right on God. Come on, get your mind right on God. God is in this house. Come on. Come on. Come on, sis. If you only knew how the devil hates your guts. Come on, sis. Come on. All right now. God, let your power and your spirit come on into anointing. God, move right now.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's love the Lord. Let's lift our hands and love him right now. Jesus, that's it. Let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, God, 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 God. Ah, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, come on. I hope you've prayed your way through it tonight. I'm getting out of that windowsill. I've got my mind made up. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to build a fire in my soul. Not just tonight. I'm not just going to be stirred in this service. But things are going to be different from this day forward.
I'm not going back, devil. I'm not giving in. Whatever it takes, I'm going to be saved. I'm going to pay the price. I'm going to put everything I've got into it. I'm, I'm tired of living 50-50. I'm tired of trying to do things halfway. I'm ready. I'm ready to sell out to be everything God wants me to be. Come on, does anybody feel that way tonight? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. 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 Come on, come on, come on. Has anybody got their mind made up tonight? Come on, has anybody got their mind made up tonight? I'm tired of living half-heartedly. I'm tired of having one foot in the church and one foot in the world. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to live right. I'm going to sell out completely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's worship God. Let's let Him know we're going to live for Him with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, all our mind. Oh, that's it, that's it. Come on. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I'm not going to walk away. I've got too much at stake. I've come too far to turn back now. Every battle that I have fought will soon be forgot. And I'm trading this old cross for a crown. I said I'm not going to walk away. I've got too much at stake I've come too far to turn back now every battle that I have fought will soon be forgotten I'm trading this old cross for a crown I said I'm not gonna walk away 